Back to Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Uh, we have Mitch uh, here with us. Uh, desperate need of a makeover. <laughs> We're going to see what we can do. <laughs> I think the main reason that's funny is because you have so much more style than I do. Truth, truth, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I dress like a guy, hobo. But yeah, I mean... Well, also, I don't, I don't buy a lot of my clothes. My mom does, and then also my wife does. So I can't really say that I have better style than you. I'm just surrounded by people that have the better, women in your life. Yeah, do. the women in my life do. So that's fair. Yeah. I I buy all my own clothes, and it it shows. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean it really shows. If I had my druthers, which I do uh, right now, I'm as you can see, I'm wearing a t-shirt that says who to pull and a sweatshirt that is the same color so uh i'm wearing the same shade of blue <laughs> i mean that seems pretty stylish yeah you know, working colors it? i don't know i'm just like a giant i look like a dr seuss character right now because everything i'm wearing is blue <laughs> <laughs> that's fair all right well I'm glad we, we did are. that improv before that really helped <laughs> yeah that really helped man these are always weak starts <laughs> right um, it's really just our trademark. It's a, it's our brand. It's our brand. Yeah, we're we're getting there. I figured, you know, eleven episodes in, we uh, it's not enough. I guess. No. Practice I'm kind of hoping. Perfect. I'm kind of hoping that will be our brand is just being shitty at things. <laughs> well, it's working for us so far, I guess. It's doing all right. And I'm thinking if we can make money being shitty at stuff, <laughs> I think that is the American dream. If right there, there, if there are two guys that deserve that. It's it's us. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Um, all right, Mitch. Well, let's uh, let's not keep the people waiting. All right, let's uh, let's get into a little bit of a lightning round, shall we? Let's do it. All right, ride the lightning. Question number one: What is your favorite movie trilogy? Like so, just trilogies it or has to be a trilogy. Sockas. Well, so just just three. Just three. Yep. So not doubles. Not, so not doubles. One and twos. Mm-hmm. No. Like parts one, two, and three, and then that's it. Hmm. That's kind of hard because I don't know that many. Yeah, it does. They're they're not quite as popular. It seems like every uh, a lot of the series out there make two movies and then that's it, or they make like way too many. Right, like, right. I mean, I think if we're doing if we're going that route, I mean, it would probably have to be Lord of the Rings. Okay, I, I guess I would accept Star Wars because I, I would consider that two different trilogies. Well, yeah, but then think... oh, but then but then there's all like you know these newer Star Wars. Okay, so maybe not. Well, yeah, I mean, it would be definitely more categorized as a as a saga because yeah, yeah. it is it is well above three. But yeah, I mean, if I really had to pick one, um, I know there are other trilogies. I know there's other actually. Okay, so I'll tell you my favorite two that I think of: Lord of the Rings and Chronicles of Riddick. Okay, because I don't know if you remember Chronicles of. I've Riddick. I've never seen it, and I've also never seen Lord of the Rings. Right, naturally. 
Uh, so the first Chronicles of Riddick movie is a really, really good movie, and they actually turned it into a trilogy, and it's actually pretty good. Like, it's out there, um, but as a sci-fi trilogy goes, I think it was really interesting. They did a lot of stuff I didn't expect. Like, mm-hmm. it was good. It, it it was a good trilogy. It was unexpectedly good. Okay. Um, and then Lord the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, I think besides just being a huge like nerd and fan of Lord of the Rings, I think that they are a good trilogy because they paced and work those movies well from the source material. So it is very different at points, but it is it is one of it is one of those things that respects the source material and does a good job with it, um, which is why the Hobbit movies haven't done as well. Have you read the books as well? Um, I didn't when I was younger. I read the Hobbit when I was younger, like mm-hmm. a lot of people. I didn't remember it very well, but I actually started to read the books like at more as an adult, like after I had seen the movies a thousand times. I know mm-hmm. a lot of the differences because I've like looked them up and saw YouTube videos, blah blah blah. But I've started reading the books and reading the books. Tolkien can do things that I don't think like movie or or anybody else can do as far as the way he puts you into that environment. But when I read it, I guess, yeah, because I saw the movies, I'm kind of imagining the Peter Jackson world. But it does feel right. When mm-hmm. I watch the movies, it doesn't feel wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Yeah. I, I got never, a lot of respect for those. I never read. Uh, I never read them, but I do remember when I was in like grade school, we went to this uh, garage sale, and somebody was selling The Hobbit, and I and I was like nine, and I was like, I'm going to buy The Hobbit, and I'm going to read it, and uh, I never read it, but uh, right. <laughs> but I would carry it around with me to school to like make people think I was reading a big chapter book while everybody else at that age was reading like picture books still. <laughs> so right, so right. I was like, yeah, I'm, uh, I, I mean, I don't want to brag, but I'm kind of like halfway through Tolkien right now. I never read a single page. <laughs> There's a that's, little glimpse into my childhood. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty good. Honestly, that's funny. Never read a single page. Never read any of it. Uh, I think one of my favorite uh, trilogies would have to be back to the future. Hmm. I'm a big fan. It's one of those yeah. movies where I can just put on and just a fun movie all around. No, that's fair. I mean, those are good movies, uh, you know, and I think it I think it falls a little bit victim to uh, the sequelitis. I think oh, yeah. that, yeah. you know, the first one is definitely the best one. Yeah. Um, but it's not like the second and third ones are terrible. I mean, yeah. it's like that way. Uh, but, you know, okay, so that so that is a reason why. Um, I really love that Lord of the Rings trilogy because I think the movies get better. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. So, I yeah, I I like the second Back to the Future. I think a little bit more than the first because it is kind of like a gl- that's where they have like oh we're gonna go into the future we're gonna play with you know imagery and see what we're gonna try to guess what it's the world's gonna look like in 2015 and i feel like that would have been one of the first movies to do that and so it was just kind of it was just kind of cool to see them do that and um probably and, one of the first to do it successfully I yeah think. successfully yeah yeah as so, well but yeah that's yeah. fair Okay, uh, your second question. Um, do you have a uh, like a dream vacation? Like if you ever wanted to go somewhere, where would you go? Uh, I think like, I would like to go to Ireland. Yeah, that's actually my answer. Yeah, B- 
because I, you know, I, I had a friend that went to Ireland and he loved it. And I think that, uh, yeah, I think I'd really like to go. Uh, I have a little bit of Irish in me. I don't think a shit ton, but a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I would love to go. I would love to go and visit the Guinness, uh, brewery there. Mm -hmm. See that Jameson, Jameson, I'm pretty sure is like down the street. So I would love to do all that. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Okay, uh, question number three. All right, so your mom and your girlfriend switch bodies. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, my God. Just already, I'm, like, out. <laughs> and in order for them to switch back, you have to sleep with one of them. Which one do you sleep with and why? <laughs> Do you have an answer to this? I don't think I do. You can't force me to answer. This is your question, not mine. I am not on trial. For the for the sake of comedy, I'll give it an actual answer. Because uh, yeah, the true answer is I'm, I'm going to break up with my <laughs> girlfriend and just move on. Uh, I would probably and you'd have also s- have to break up with your mom because you, yeah. you can't really say, ever see either of them again. Peace. Um, I'll find a new one. Um, So I tell them both. You are both replaceable. I will. uh, I would probably. Good luck with everything. Uh, Yeah. Well, uh, hope somebody fucks you. So wait. So I'm the only one. You have to. You your 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 dick holds the key. Yeah, my penis is imbued with the magical opposite Freaky Friday power. Yes. Mm -hmm. Of of putting them back in the right bodies. I feel Mm -hmm. like the best way to go is sex with your your mom and your girlfriend's body because i'm attracted to my girlfriend's body i'm not attracted to my mom's body if i had a hot mom maybe i don't know because then it would be different because then it's just a body this is weird <laughs> this is weird but then don't you have cut to that live, up and like you have make to live the rest of your life knowing that you know you 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 and your mom could never be in the same you could never your relationship would never be the same because she would know about it and you would both know that that went down i mean you're not wrong <laughs> you created this sick scenario for me to live in and you answered it ha <laughs> 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 i mean i don't know you could do like doggy and then just i don't know okay sure sure yeah hit it from now the can back, other yeah. people be involved because then you just kind of have like an orgy and then like you know, whose penis I is mean, really going yeah, where? Yeah, at that point, you don't you don't even know. Like, you know, could have been. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, right. So that's maybe what I would do. Dark room, bunch of people in there. Okay, there you go. Yeah, get your dad in the mix. And why not? Yeah, why not? You know? <laughs> Make it a whole family affair, literally. Yeah, I'd get to see him again. Why <laughs> 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 you have that so ready? Uh, no, I had a, I, I had that. Uh, I got the app again, this one. <laughs> and oh, it's, it's just uh, it's part of the app it just has a bunch of fun noises yeah 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 anyway your turn <laughs> all right mitch uh how many people in your life do you think are right or die so how many people do you think you have in your life that are that are legitimately right or die and i don't mean like that are there for you i mean like the people who are right or die like you're like, I kind of got to go kill somebody. Like, who are the people that are going to help you do that? Okay, right on. Or yeah, how, well, you don't a... have to say who, but how many people do you think you have? Okay, yeah. No, that's a good question. So you define ride or die as like someone that would help you with a murder? I mean, as like a rough example. I just mean, I don't mean like 
really good friends you have. I mean people that will kind of jeopardize their own safety or well-being because, like, you're in a situation... Like, emergency situations. Who's mm-hmm. going to maybe actually, like, take a bullet for you kind of thing? Okay, okay, yeah. Um, I think I have three. Three that I can think of. But I'm not going to name them. Just I'm not going to give them that. Yeah, you, know, you don't. Not, yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah, satisfaction. No. But I think I have three. What, what do you? What do you? What do you say? I think I got about five. Okay. You think you're better it, than me? Yeah, you think you're better than me. <laughs> um, but I think I think I asked that one. I mean, just as a light question, because I think it, I think it made me realize how fortunate I was. Yeah. I was like, man, there's probably at least four people, four or five people, that if I was like look, you know, I got to go take care of this guy or something. Like, they'd be there. They'd yeah. be in the car with me. Yeah, um, for sure. They'd probably have a lot of questions, but if it came down to it, like, well, yeah. you know, we'd figure it out. Because it would take a lot for me to feel that way. So I feel like, you Yeah. Know. But then it's also kind of true of the opposite coin. Like, you you, you kind of think, like, oh, I have, uh, I'm good. I've got, like, quite a few friends. Not, not, not enough friends that would actually be ride or die. Like, so it kind of makes you reevaluate, like, what friendship actually means. Yeah, because obviously those aren't, like, my only friends. I yeah, have more right. friends than that, but those are the people that I think. I mean, it's also weird. I have really weird friendships. I have friends that I don't really get to talk to or hang out, but, like, they are actually kind of my ride or dies because mm-hmm. I know that just how they are. Like, they'd have my back. I think so. I'd be your ride or die. Yeah, you're in there. You're definitely yeah, no, in there. I, I know I'm definitely in there because that one time we murdered that guy. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'll edit that out. Don't worry. We, we got to do some editing. <laughs> um, okay, so moving on. Uh, I know you're not a giant superhero guy. Who is your favorite superhero? Like, who is a superhero you want you would look, maybe be interested in finding more about? Having my, their memorabilia. I do, or no, something. I do have a favorite superhero. Um, oh, okay. my, my favorite superhero is Batman. And oh, okay. Because uh, he's just a regular ass dude that is also happens to be like rich and super smart and also kind of good at karate. So <laughs> he ends up. So he doesn't. The, uh, what I like about him is that he doesn't have any superpowers. Like he just right. kind of like became a super superhero on his own. Uh, whereas uh, you know people like superman like i find superman to be boring because he's literally unstoppable except for kryptonite so he's no one can beat superman so like it's not even a fun fight it's like the patriots like i hate watching the patriots because no one's gonna beat them so why bother (laughs) yeah as a jets fan i uh hear you there (laughs) yeah exactly so Uh, no that's a uh, solid pick i have heard that quite a few times from people and i think it's true i think the same thing Mm -hmm. i think that superman has has you know what i'm I'm just gonna save everybody the fucking rant i was about to go on (laughs) but i will i kind of like to hear it well i'll flip it to something a little bit more interesting have i ever because what I was going to say was, I'll tell you my favorite DC superhero. Okay. Um, since you picked a DC. Mm-hmm. My favorite one is one called Ragman. Have I ever told you about Ragman? No. Yeah, Ragman is one of the fucking coolest ideas I've ever heard of. So he's a Jewish superhero. Whoa, okay. And he actually, he actually, um, now I don't know a lot about him. 
Um, I'm not a big DC guy, so I don't know much about the DC universe at all. But I have read what I have read was that he was a superhero and he actually was in like a Jewish ghetto and he protects that little neighborhood. Um, and it's all these like people that are poor and impoverished, like from the ramifications of World War II. The reason he's called Ragman is because he's dressed in rags of Holocaust victims. Whoa. Yeah, dude, it's pretty That's cool. Dark. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, no. So Ragman, I thought was a really cool idea. And I, I knew think you were he... going to say somebody that I'd never fucking heard of. Yeah, well, you know, that's how I am. I mean, my favorite Marvel person is somebody that most people don't know. Because it's Moon Knight. Moon, Moon Knight. Knight. Okay, yeah. I yeah. feel like her, I've heard of them because you've talked about them before. Yeah, because I, I don't... have his hero clicks, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they actually did do a... Um, they've only, I think they've only made two Ragman hero clicks. And I don't think I have the first one. Ooh. I have the second one, though. I have the new one they put okay. out. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> um, let's see. I'll ask this one. This one's not super interesting, but I liked it. Um, I have a list of like 20, by the way. I put a lot of work into these. Oh, yeah. Um, special. So is there a reason that you started using Max? And then was there a reason that you continued to use Max? So, for example, because obviously nobody would know this. You tend to use Max. Mm-hmm. I use PCs. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a problem with Mac. Uh, truthfully, the problem is I can't afford Macs, which right. is why I use PCs. Right. So is there a reason why you've spent more money on Macs over PCs? Yeah, no, that's <laughs> it's kind of a good question and probably a kind of boring one, but uh, I guess I'll get into it. Um, no, when I was in like uh, high school, uh, there was a, a year where I was like the 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 summer intern for my church and i basically they they gave me like a mat like a macbook to use all summer and so i got to like kind of play around learn it and uh one of the projects that i did was like get on imovie and make some videos with it and that's like one of the first times i did video and like real learned like oh this is actually super cool and i'm kind of good at it so um so i wanted when i when it came time to like buy a computer i wanted I mostly bought it because of iMovie. I was like, oh, that's I know how to use iMovie, so I'll, you know, buy a computer that will allow me to use that. And then also it turns out that the video editing software I use now, Final Cut, is also only available on a Mac. So <clears throat> that's really the only reason because it has better uh, software that I think is easier to use. And what about you? Why haven't you not uh, gotten into it? Oh, really? Because of the money? Because I do like the style. Like, I think that when I use an Apple product, I mean, I have an iPhone. Right. But I'm a PC guy. So that's kind of, a lot of people don't really understand that. But I do like the, the feel and the ease of using Apple products. Um, I do like a lot of the things I could do with PCs. I feel like, I feel like PCs tend to be no fuss no muss, no coconuts kind of thing, or however that saying goes. <laughs> sure, sure, something like that. Something like that. Oh, no fuss, no butts, no coconuts. That's what it is. What I say, no bus? I don't <laughs> even know. Anyways, um, that is the thing I like about PCs. I think that they both serve a function. I don't think you need to be committed to one. Um, I do like that Apple has a thing where you can, like, sync it all with all your Apple devices, mm-hmm. and I think making – I think they refer to – that apple ecosystem or whatever it's a smart idea problem is they're fucking expensive so really that's why i haven't now what's interesting though is that you brought up video editing is where you 
when you kind of started that and then also that kind of kept you on max but some how old were you when you were doing that i think i was like 17 so you were 17 and you're are you 27 yet uh yeah i'm 27 right now yeah so about 10 years i've been on mac yeah so you've and also you've been dabbling and video editing for like Mm -hmm. 10 years yeah yeah because you've done that pretty much the whole time i've known you Mm -hmm. yeah Um, pretty much yeah which is interesting it's It makes a lot more sense why you're the editor <laughs> for a lot of this. Because, yeah, I mean, I just think that's interesting. That kind of explains why you're so good. I've never understood why you're so good at editing. Um, I think you're really, really fucking good. I mean, Mitch edits all these episodes. I ain't doing it. Well, thanks, I man. I do it. Well, I guess I could do the audio. But I'm lazy. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Mitch does it all. Mitch is really good at it. So, yeah, no, that's cool. That it kind of explains it. Because I've always been kind of mad. I'm like, man, I'm going to edit a video. Well, thanks, man. No, I'll teach you how. It's really not that hard. Yeah, I want to teach just, my... Yeah. But it's just no, like I editing mean, just, audio, but there's video. <laughs> there's, just, there's just a picture. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, you already lost me. I'm just... Oh, okay. All right, all right. Right over. Okay. Right over square, my head. Square one. All right. Okay, cool, man. All right. Well, uh, I think that was fun. I think it is time for Eli. What you drinking? All right. I got kind of an interesting one today. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm going to be honest with everybody. I was a little bit broke. I don't have a lot of money, um, but I did not spare any expense for this beer. It was a four-pack. It is... I don't even know how to say it. It's Grosch. <gasps> you got Grosch? Yeah. Do you know Bro, what this is? Oh, I love that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for those who can't see, it's, it, it is, so it's Grosch. Did I say it right? Yeah, it's I don't Grosch. mean to put an yeah, accent, Grosch. but I'm just... Yeah. I think that just sounds better. Uh, so it's this big bottle. I mean, this is not twelve ounces. So that was no. a pleasant surprise. Yeah. This is this is bigger than twelve ounces. But yeah, it's got it's it's one of those kind of German bottles where it's got the here, I'll get get a little AM, mm-hmm. ASMR going. That's a little cork and then you pop her down and you, you, you I think I captured the blue. <laughs> but yeah, it's got that little thing. Um it's a logger. Um you're seeing how much research I really put into it. Um, <laughs> right. This is how I do everything. I just buy it, buy the bottle. Um, I don't know anything about it. I didn't look anything up. All the I know only... is that the bottle was really cool. I have yeah. been sipping on it, um, but I'm going to take a swig. Yeah, the only thing I know about it is that um, people buy it, like, well, a lot a lot of times for the bottle because that, that little uh, cork thing is super cool and unique, and they've been doing that for a very long time. Um I have had it before, but I don't think it was anything too special. Like, I thought it was just okay. Here's what uh, I like about it. I mean, you're definitely right. You're right mm -hmm. on all accounts there. What I like about it is that it's something special. It is a good, solid lager. Mm -hmm. It tastes... It's refreshing. Mm -hmm. It's not drying out my mouth too bad, because that does happen a lot with certain beers. I'm happy to drink a beer that I enjoyed, that I picked totally randomly. Mm Mm-hmm. On the podcast, because I I have have you drank a beer you didn't like on this? Uh, no, I have not. You drank quite a few. <laughs> Every other beer I hate, so I'm super yeah. jazzed. I got Good. a beer that I've been kinda... to. So something else cool about Grolsch. Um, so the top of it, where the cork thing, where that little like red seal of it, mm-hmm. um, 
So people used to like take that off of the bottle and mm-hmm. put it on their strap buttons on their guitars to keep their str- guitar straps from falling off. And oh. then and then Fender basically bought out that patent and was like, "Hey, we're going to make these things based off of this uh, I- idea that Grolsch made and we're just going to call them strap blocks and basically sell them." So and and it's super cool. Ed, that I use those on all my guitars. They're like these little rubber discs yeah. that yeah. That keep your strap from falling off, and yep, super cool. Ah, that is interesting. For you. Yep, <laughs> that is interesting. Huh. All right. Well, I am definitely enjoying my beer. So, Mitch, cool. uh, what what you drinking? I have a Sierra Nevada Hop Solo. It's a Crystal Hop IPA. Naturally. And uh, I've never had this one before, so I'm pretty excited. I have I, I have had Sierra Nevada. They're they're a pretty good brewery. I. Uh, for the most part, all the beers I've had by them have been pretty good. So, looking forward to this. Uh, I've, as per usual, I have the description pulled up. A showcase for crystal hops. Here's to the lone wolves, the misfits, the outsiders. <laughs> this is already wow. kind of pretentious. Wow. <laughs> Those who prefer to stand on their own. Hop Solo IPA is brewed start to finish with only crystal hops, allowing their spicy, woodsy, one-of-a-kind character to shine through shine on you crazy dive not made that last part up <laughs> uh i'm looking at i'm looking at ratebeer.com which i don't know much about this site i know beer advocate but uh this has a very low rating yeah people like don't like this hmm but i like it yeah. to me it tastes like heineken that's not super skunky and i don't really like heineken Okay, I like Heineken. I like, I think I've said this on the podcast, but I like basically any beer that comes in a green bottle. Mm, that's fair. I don't think I've had too many I dislike. Uh, so yeah. what, So how how the hop, hop solo, is that what it was? I'm still just getting foam. I, I really screwed that oh, poor up. Oh, is that, is it a reference to Han Solo? I'm just realizing <laughs> it's a reference to Han Solo. I would imagine. I thought that you would get that of all people. No, nope, not until you read the description. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so that's pretty clever. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, yeah. This is pretty good. Is it hoppy? It's really not that bad, no. I was kind of thinking it would be more hoppy than it is. But uh, this is a perfectly mediocre beer. But what I'm going to do, I just polished off my first one. So we're going to... Um, we're going to get this pop that I experienced, and I really should have waited, but here we go. We're going to get the pop of my little... Yes. There it is. <laughs> Mazel tov. Mazel tov. Um, all right, dude. So have you also, have you not drank an IPA on the, on the podcast? Yes, there was that. I think there was one time that I did not drink an IPA. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh i need to and I, I need to get some more ip some more non ipas well was i that, think it's there was that one time i had that uh oatmeal stout that it was actually pretty good oh yeah 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 because i actually like oatmeal stouts i never thought mm-hmm. i would but weirdly enough i really do like yeah. those what i think is just so weird and i think i talked about this on one of our episodes i just talked about how um just IPAs just kind of rule the beer world. I don't really right. understand why. I think it's because they're very. They're, it's a complex beer to drink, mm-hmm. and they're they're kind of decisive. 
So I think it makes sense, but it is kind of frustrating when you go to pick out a beer and you're wanting to try something new, but it's just like, oh, we have an IPA. Oh, we got this IPA <laughs> that we did this with. And it's just like, mm-hmm. fucking, see, anybody brew anything besides an IPA. Right. And also like an IPA, which is kind of the same thing as an APA, which is the same thing as a pale ale. So <laughs> it, it just, there's not that much. And I guess it does kind of come down to beer well there's this big magnificent giant world of beer which is why i think we included this whole segment it's not that different man it's all beer yeah but see like i would i want to drink like all of ryan guys catalog but that would require me to only drink ryan guys on the show and right that seems kind of weird that seems to defeat the purpose of discovery sure um sure. but ryan guys is a good brewery who does have many 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 different kinds of beers um I had but, a, uh, this past weekend, I had a sour beer of theirs uh, that was pretty good, and it was called Mandolin. I didn't even ooh, know they made it, but the no. bar I went to had it on tap, so I tried it out. And I don't see? really like sour beers all that much, but I gave it a shot, and it was, it was pretty dope. Yeah, I mean, see, and that's kind of the cool thing about Run Guys is I think they try to brew every kind of beer that mm-hmm. kind of exists. I think that's, I don't know, it's cool, so. Yeah, that's super uh, cool. Talking up, Ryan, there's a plug. Ryan Geist, if you're listening. Uh, we, we this podcast episode is sponsored by Ryan Geist Brewery. Dude, if only. If, right? if, we, I think we need to write an email. Ryan Geist, look, if you sponsor us, we will only drink your beer. <laughs> Dude, that would be awesome. How about we just send him a bill? <laughs> right just now. Just a fucking invoice. Like, this is for, <laughs> send him an invoice. This is for your uh, advertising time that you took up on our podcast. Our billions of listeners are welcome. <laughs> your your sales will never be the same. Right. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, yeah. well, one thing I like about the cork is it's very easy for it to fall into your beer. Uh, that's no good. I mean, it's attached, but it will definitely just pop into your yeah. beer slightly. All right, well, that was what you're drinking. That's what we're getting drunk on. I just realized I'm I'm drinking out of a Ryan Geist <laughs> glass. Oh <my> God. <laughs> They're everywhere. I'm actually drinking out. Of, I usually, if I'm pouring it, I drink out of my Smithix. This ah, is a Smithix one. It's oh, dude. It's pronounced Smithix. Yep. It's you said Smithix. Smithix. Well, I'm Smithix. not pronouncing the W, which I think is the important part. Right. It's not Don't a pronounce Smithwix. the W. Right. Well, well you got it. Smithix, like S-M-I-D-D-I-C-K-S. Smithix. Smithix. Did the Smithix. Oh, Smithix. Yeah. So I'm pronouncing the Smith. Yes. Gotcha. Don't okay. don't pronounce the H. The only reason I know that I the only reason I'm giving you a hard time is because I don't want you to look like a douche when you go to an Irish restaurant and order a Smithwix, which is exactly what I did. And the guy <laughs> <laughs> and the guy corrected me so fast. He was like, "It's Smithix," and I never forgot. <laughs> I know I knew not to pronounce the W, but okay, I guess good. I do. I do say Smithix, yeah, but Smithix, Smithix. Okay, there you go. Anyways, <laughs> that is funny though. Right. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, getting into it. Getting into what you're thinking. Uh, it is my turn to ask a question. Um. What did you ask last time? <laughs> Last time we, t- I don't even really know if it was a question. We mostly just talked about uh, uh, the conspiracy theory about the world ending in 2012. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Um, Hopefully this is a little bit easier. We need a softball. Uh, it's, it's a little bit easier. Not uh, that much. Okay. It's a little bit better. So 
My question, it's actually a question, so that's a good start. Well, my that's question, a start. Yeah, right. Um, so, Mitch, I want to know what you think. Can you separate art from the artist? So I'll, I'll preface I'll, I'll preface this little disclaimer. We have slightly talked about this before, mm-hmm. but I wanted. I don't know to, if we've talked about it on the podcast, maybe, but uh, we did. I think it was early. It was like in one of the first few episodes. We did talk about what we thought about that, um, but I wanted to have a bigger episode um, because I think right now, in a lot of the things that are coming to light about a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like a good question. So I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it. I have some thoughts, but yeah. So essentially, I mean, I'll go a little bit deeper just to make sure everybody understands essentially what I'm asking is. So if you have an artist who creates something, whether it be film, whether it be music, whether it be whatever, you know, that artist creates, um, can you enjoy that art? If the artist is a shitty person or vice versa, can you enjoy the art? even though the art is shitty, even though that person is a good person. Because there is a okay. flip side to it that I don't yeah. think people talk about as much. But essentially, that's my question. So I don't, do you have any initial thoughts or ideas to it? Yeah, no, this is a really good topic because it's something that is very topical right now, um, you know, with all the, uh, you know, just Me Too stuff going on right now. And uh, it's, it's coming to light more and more that there are artists that, I have been a big fan of my whole life that I have found out that are not the best of people. And I didn't think that was, you know, I, I thought I was kind of exempt from that because I was like, I don't, I don't give a shit about uh, R. Kelly. Like, so what do I, because right. I don't like his music. So, but uh, I guess as it kind of creeps over to my, you know, passions, uh, it's something I've had to face a little bit more and more and kind of the, my, my thoughts on it, where I kind of landed is that I think it is okay to appreciate and enjoy someone's art, although they are not the perfect role model. Because the reason that you the reason that you like them and appreciate them and respect them are, is because of the art and not because of any other you know facets about them, like. Um, We've kind of talked about like, we well, okay, let's, you know, elephant in the room. You and I both love Ryan Adams. Right. We, he was he was the main person that yeah. I thought of when making this question. Yeah. And his music was such a big influence to me for a very long time, even though I've heard, you know, countless stories about even even before the you know this most recent thing about you know women came up i've just heard countless stories about how he's kind of a dick and i've i didn't really dig too much into that because i was like okay well it's not like i it's not like i'm friends with him i don't really care if he's a dick or not because he, he still makes some amazing music and that's what i care about so in the back of my mind i've always kind of kept him separate um and also yeah the reason that you're a fan of someone is not because of who they are but that certainly does kind of help a little bit. So, right. So I think I only had, I, I did have like, so I did have one problem with what you said. Like you said, you said something like you, you, you feel like, yes, you can. So that's fine. That's fine. 
Um, but you said like you can you can enjoy their art even though they're the world's even though they're not the best role model. So there's that, okay. But like if they are a shitty person. So let's so R. Kelly is a good example. Harvey Weinstein. So let's mm-hmm. so you so okay, so wait, hold on. You actually have a very similar thought to me which is i think that you can overlook smaller things like they're kind of a dick Mm -hmm. because i think everybody i mean if there are any ryan adams fans who follow him i think most people could be like yeah he's kind of an asshole sometimes jack white has kind of done some shit that's kind of Mm assholey like he's I mean, it's it's hard to judge a person based on a few actions, but I think that they did some things that seemed dickish. So mm-hmm. let me, so there's that. Um, I think System of a Down is a really good example for me because uh, they have a pretty infamous interview that they did uh, back on Fuse. I don't know if you remember Fuse. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they were assholes. They were just being assholes because they didn't want to do the interview. I'm sure they were tired and didn't want to do it, and they were just kind of obligated to do this interview, but they were fucking assholes. Um, that made me not enjoy them very much. Yeah. Um, I was never the biggest System of a Down fan, though, so I didn't feel like I had to really, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel the need to defend them or anything. I think you can overlook those smaller imperfections of a person because we all are people and we're none of us are perfect. So mm-hmm. there's going to be times where we're going to be assholes. Like it's just a given. So I think you can overlook that. My question, or I'm going to amp it up to the next part, which is so they're not just a, a dick sometimes. They're actually a shitty person. Yeah. Now, I do want to say at the time of recording this, there are a lot of things, uh, whoops, a lot of things happening. So, for example, Ryan Adams, I haven't researched any of that to see if what is actually true and what's not true. I haven't. Um, but R. Kelly, however, is actually being brought up on a lot of these charges now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where the whole Harvey Weinstein thing is actually at, but I know that there is a army of people who have come forward to be like, yeah, Harvey Weinstein did this. So... Let's let's look and talk about those people, and let's say, like, obviously we're not R. Kelly fans, mm-hmm. but let's you know let's let's try and act like we are R. Kelly fans. Because sure. uh, there's actually also another person besides R. Kelly, which is Chris Brown, and I have a lot of opinions about Chris Brown, but let's just amp it up. So you know, mm-hmm. so so what is your initial reaction to not only is this person you know, had some problems or been a dick or whatever, but this person systematically treated people in such a negative way and did illegal things and could mm-hmm. possibly go to jail. So if we're going to amp it up a little bit, I al- I also just kind of like thought about Michael Jackson. Like there was a time when he's, he's the king of pop. There was a time when he was the most legendary, like ne- musician. It's like, Beatles, Stones, Michael Jackson changed the world of music forever. And then also, he did one of the most heinous crimes you can ever do. Now, well, well, allegedly. Allegedly, okay, allegedly. Well, here's the only reason I say that. I I only want to say that because, well, first off, I haven't seen the new Michael Jackson documentary they have out. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that. Right. I will just say allegedly just because in a court of law he was 
sure okay said to be innocent i'm yeah, not so, saying okay, let's, yeah i'm not saying that's the right call i'm not like like you know i'm not saying that all i'm saying is like just for for legal ramifications <laughs> that man was proven innocent sure sure in a court of law so i don't i because my biggest thing is i don't know yeah i know what my gut tells me but we don't know so right just in case i don't know so, i just wanted yeah, to no, play you, it no you're right you're right let's let's assume that you know he is innocent because he was innocent in the law's eyes anyway does that make thriller bad no yeah does that make it a worse album thriller yeah the thriller is one of the most legendary albums of all time and that is undisputed fact (laughs) you can't yeah you can't and i and i don't think anything can take can take away from that uh when you're looking at from a purely musical aspect that being said i still have not been able to enjoy listening to ryan adams as of yet when it comes on my shovel or whatever i kind of skip over it for now but i think giving it some time it'll it'll kind of be okay with me almost kind of like louis like i'm really i'm really excited to see louis come back and uh do some more do some more work because because he yeah kind of kind of the same coin like he changed the world of comedy and that is a fact yeah he he's important and i think uh He's a good example. Um, I think that... So here, here's my opinion. I think that you can separate the art from the artist. But should you? And that's the, that's the, that's the pill that I have trouble swallowing. So when I look at it, I think... Kevin Spacey is actually one for me because I love House of Cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is, I love he, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, he is not on the fucking show anymore. Like he, yeah. he is, he is out of there. So, uh, it's just hard to separate it from me because I understand, like, when we do, when we work on our, on music or or we work on, like, I don't, I don't necessarily count the podcast, but I do think that we we do try with this. Mm-hmm. We do, we do come on because we want it to be enjoyable. We 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 do record it at like the highest quality I think we can right now. Mm-hmm. So we we want it to be pleasant and enjoyable for people to listen to. So it it does I guess kind of fall under art I guess you could say. I mean we put a lot of thought into it. But my point being is like when we work on something, we're putting ourselves into it. Like. Uh, and especially this because like we're also very genuine when we do this we don't really have characters like we play up our dynamic a little bit but it's it's really just us talking um so it's hard sometimes and i think music is that way like unless you're perform see okay now here's here's a flip side of this coin i've had a lot of thought about this but my thing is like so we're doing this from a very sincere perspective and i think with our music for example that's a very good example we write our own music Mm -hmm. Um, so Ryan Adams writes his own music. So that guy, when you listen to Ryan Adams music, he wrote those songs. So he put a part of himself into that song because that's how art works. Right. 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 R Kelly and Michael Jackson don't necessarily write all their own music. Now I think that they have a lot of creative control. I think they probably have a lot of input, but they didn't write that song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. 
so that kind of makes me think about it in that way too. If you're a performer, I don't think you put the same level of it, of yourself into a song like as if you wrote it. Now that is maybe not everybody is I think maybe going to agree with that, but I just mm-hmm. I think that to be true. So I think an artist that actually puts themselves in their own art, they create that art from top to bottom. I think it's a little bit hard for me to separate it. Now, a performer, I think I can, because I think Michael Jackson is just singing songs that other people wrote. And just and he's and he, the reason he's the king of pop is because he's just an amazing performer. So mm-hmm. I could kind of separate it, because I'm like, Michael Jackson didn't write Billie Jean. Mm-hmm. But he sang the shit out of it. So I could kind of separate it. But Ryan Adams wrote, you know, Heartbreaker. And mm-hmm. he's, it's this sad album about this, you know, girl I think that he was in love with that died of cancer in this apartment building he lived in. And it's kind of like, uh, well, were you talking to underage girls then or not? You know, and that's kind of where it's harder for me to separate it. Yeah. You know, but I mean, that's, I mean, I totally get that, but it's totally human. Like everybody has good and bad things about them. And it's important to, it's important to know the distinction. Like, for example, I was also kind of thinking like, like Tiger Woods is a great golfer. I would love to take a (laughs) golf lesson from Tiger Woods, but I would not take any marriage counseling advice from Tiger Woods. And it's because his goal is to be an amazing golfer. Right. And he is. He achieved that. I don't think anybody's out there saying like, yeah, Tiger Woods is a great role model. Let's teach our kids to be like Tiger Woods. But there's certain parts of his, you know, person that people wish they could, you know, people wish they could golf like Tiger Woods. No, no, no. I I think you totally hit it is like just because he's a good golfer doesn't make him a good role model. Yeah, exactly. And the biggest person that I think of to illustrate that, like for me, is like Eminem. Like Eminem, like didn't make the music he made to be a role model he made it because it was the music he wanted to make Mm -hmm. and uh i don't think him being a rapper made him to be a role model like i don't Mm -hmm. think those two things always jive they almost never do i mean some people are but i see what you're saying is like just because like you're good at something or you're good at a craft that doesn't mean you have to also be a role model but (laughs) yeah true true like, okay, so I'll put it this way. I thought if I was in that position, what if I was in that position? I think about it now because, like, you know, we have a podcast that, well, it's not many people, people listen to. And, you know, there could be a time where if, like, for whatever reason, we hit a certain level of fame, there could be things that people bring up about me that are unsavory. Mm-hmm. Now, I haven't, like, sexually assaulted anyone or done anything I view as that badly. Like, I still sleep at night. But I have regrets. Yeah, but you did, you did blackface that one time. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did a Snapchat where I had a mask on at New Year's. We I was at a New Year's party and I put a mask on. It was a black mask. I got all these people like, "Are you wearing blackface?" And I was like, oh, "Shoot, no, it was a mask." <laughs> and it wasn't like that. Tip. It was just a black mask. Like it wasn't anything like you uh, can remote. I don't. It was why on are Snap- the lips white? <laughs> It was all breathe it in. (laughs) Like I said, there could be some because I have made mistakes with how uh, specifically I've treated women. I have made mistakes. I don't think I've necessarily like harassed women, but I, I I have been an asshole. I think the the best comparison I can make is like to Z's on sorry. 
mm-hmm. when that stuff yeah. came in about, about him and this girl regaled this date. I remember reading it. I remember being like, yeah, he was kind of being an asshole. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think he did anything wrong in the sense that I don't, I don't think that he violated or hurt or assaulted that woman. And I don't think that's what she was trying to say. And I, yeah. I do, I do want to go on record and say, I think the whole point of the me too movement is to let women be heard. And I think that is totally important. So whether or not, mm. like, I, I don't know what the goal of that woman felt a certain way and she needed to speak her mind. And I think that is the whole point. And I don't in any way think that women should be silent about things like that. Um, so that being said, I could see my, I could relate a little bit more to the season. Sorry, where I've had dates or sexual experiences that I do regret because I've, you know, made mistakes. I've, I've Mm -hmm. done things that I'm not proud of and I do regret. Now I'd Mm -hmm. also like to think that I've apologized to a lot of those people as an adult. I've gone back and said, Hey, this is kind of what was going on with me. This is kind of why I acted that way. I'm sorry that happened. Um, I hope you can forgive me because like I wasn't being, I wasn't being my normal self. That's not how I am. I acted out and I apologize for that. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I think about that, you know, I don't want to be held accountable for, bad decisions I've made in the past for the rest of my life because I am sorry. And I have kind of, I have kind of owned some of that. Um, the problem is, is some of these things that people have done have been pretty egregious. Like for example, Mm -hmm. R Kelly, like he absolutely deserves to go to jail. Mm -hmm. He absolutely deserves to not have his freedom. And I think he's a steaming pile of shit and I really, really don't like him, and that includes Chris Brown. Chris Brown is also a Stephen Byler shit because he mm-hmm. had behaviors after that whole Rihanna thing. He has a whole rap sheet of violent behavior after that. Mm-hmm. So to sum up what I'm trying to say, I guess, is you're right. I have mistakes that I made in the past that I wouldn't want to come out into the light, but I also have owned some of them in my personal life, and I have tried to apologize for them. And I, if I haven't, uh, I do feel bad about them. Um, but I also haven't done, I didn't have a sex trafficking ring and I also didn't like date rape women. Right. So right. I just acted kind of immaturely and inappropriately with a few women in my life. Um, but I've owned up to that. So maybe that's the difference. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. What do you, do you have any, any final thoughts about it? How, like, cause now we're, now we are talking a little bit more about like mistakes that you make and reconciling them. But what, what are some of your final thoughts on this? Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a pretty, it is, it's not a softball. It's a pretty heavy thing. I, I'll, yeah. I'll try one more time to sum it up a little bit better. I've made mistakes. I've tried to own up to them in my personal life. And you're right. Everybody has made mistakes. But at, at where is this line where we can say, you know, this person actually is a very, very bad person and we should not support this person anymore? Yeah, no, that's a that's a huge question. One that is beyond my judgment. But but no, I think you're definitely right on the money there. Like you have the um, you have the ability to look back on those, you know, experiences and say, Oh, you know what, I was stupid. And I'm I can 100% honestly say I'm a much better person now. And I deeply actually do regret doing those things. And not just because I want to feel better about myself. Like I 
you know, genuinely feel bad that I put those people in those positions. And I think if you're mature enough to be able to come to terms with the fact that, you know, with that, then I think that makes you a better person than someone that hurts people with no regard. Yeah, yeah, I I think that's fair. Like, and and we'll move on. We'll go. We'll wrap this up. Let's wrap it up, Mitch. Lately, when it comes to the tunes or various audio things, what have you been cranking? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I have been uh, I've been cranking on some things. Uh, so <laughs> so many things. Last, so left many and things. right, both just, hands. Just you know, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so last time, uh, I'm not going to lie. You hurt my feelings a little bit because you, uh, you, you made me come off as a hipster. Like oh, as, no. <laughs> you, you made me, tr- you made me out to be this hipster, this douchey <laughs> hipster that was like, listen to this underground music just to be cool. When in fact, like, I just want to, I, I just want the people to enjoy music that they've never heard before no did, did and if I, that makes me did it die actually hurt your feelings no nah, no nah, no you didn't oh, but well it did make me realize like okay i need to take a break with the uh the hipster the the douchey hipster role well, so well, i love that i was just giving you a hard time because it's just funny because you've never i don't think you ever said a band that was like popular um and it was just getting funny i mean i we both had our thing apparently i can't shut up about pink floyd also it is funny (laughs) that they did come up again earlier in the podcast i just want to point that out uh it's inevitable um well no mitch i think it's but i'm the one that made the reference but you made it see it's fucking spreading me i can yeah right (laughs) but i i do respect that you use it to be able to plug lesser known bands and i've done that with a few but i i do i do respect that so i I was just hamming it up, so I'm okay. I'm sorry, so, but please. With continue. that in mind, I went into this week's episode, and okay, so part B is we also talked about like how cool would it be to listen to an entire band's discography, right? And then because right. that is that is the deciding factor on like if you like a band and you have not listened to their entire discography, you should do that because that'll like either solidify them as a great band in your mind, or B it will be like. Oh, they're not as great as I thought they were. Right. It is an interesting so, experiment, but continue. It is. It is. So this week, I basically spent the entire week listening to a band that I have loved for a very long time that most people have heard of. <laughs> uh, I, I've spent all, all week listening to the discography of Fleetwood Mac. So uh, I uh, okay. so this kind of got brought up because I, I'm a big Fleetwood Mac fan. I have been for a while. And then we saw them a few, uh, m- my wife and I got to see them in concert about a month ago. And it was just an amazing experience. So that, you know, that kind of got me thinking, like, maybe I should go back and listen to their entire discography. I did not yeah. realize they, they put out 17 albums. <laughs> yeah, man, that's a lot. Oh, God, it's so much. All right. So I did kind of... Uh, I, I do have a few thoughts, just real quickly. I don't want to, you know, harsh too much. I don't want to tell people my entire experience. But basically, w- what I found out was the reason I love Fleetwood Mac is because of Stevie Nicks <laughs> and Lindsey Buckingham. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> because they put out eight albums before Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham joined the band. Right. Six of those albums are unlistenable. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. So, I did the math. I wrote down. So yeah, what were you gonna say? Well, well, I just my question. So how far are you into the catalog? I did it. Oh, you're already I, done. You listen to all seventeen. 
Yep. It took basically all week at work, like while I was, you know, doing some work. But yep. Wow. I listened to all 17. Okay. <laughs> I listened to all 17 studio albums. I wasn't going to mess with the live albums. Cause, right, right, you know. right. Okay. But yeah, so in your opinion, first six without without Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham yeah. it just, and I just aren't even worth your time. <laughs> Dude, the first two albums <laughs> are just 12 Bar Blues played for two albums straight. <laughs> Play a 12 Bar Blues and then do a little blues solo on top of that. Boom, you got yourself the first two Fleetwood Mac albums. <laughs> okay. All right. The third album is a prog rock album, but really slow wow. and really boring. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, no, it's like this they get into like this weird prog rock territory. But That's it's also like interesting. but it's all but it also sucks. The fourth <laughs> album, they go back to the 12 bar blues. <laughs> What a roller coaster. Uh, albums albums number five and six, completely forgettable. Uh, number seven was almost Fleetwood Mac, but not quite. Um, same with number eight. And then number nine, 10, and 11 were the pinnacle of Fleetwood Mac. That's like their self-titled Fleetwood Mac. That's the first album with Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks, which happened like six years after they became a band. Um, so that was like Rumors and Tusk, which are like their most popular ones right uh and then the ones after that kind of start to go downhill with uh w- with a few other you know kickers thrown in but basically what i learned is after listening to 17 fleetwood mac albums i like six of them <laughs> okay well so i mean i mean you know i didn't mean to hurt your feelings or nothing but I, i'm i'm glad i made the comment because no. that is really interesting to hear uh and i think mm-hmm. you did exactly what i was doing with the pink floyd thing which is really interesting like you mm-hmm. said Super interesting way to listen to it. It is hilarious that <laughs> two whole first albums, 12 bar blues. <laughs> that's all it is. That's all it is. <laughs> so that's interesting. So, yeah, well, that's that's pretty illuminating. So I'm, I'm glad I did it. It was a great experience. So I definitely encourage the listener to pick out a band you like and listen to all of it. Force yourself to listen to it front to back. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Because right I, I still think, even though even though the majority of their albums I was not the biggest fan of, I still love them as a band because they put out six pretty incredible albums, and you know not a lot of bands can say they've done that. You know, right? Yeah, I think in no way does it have to diminish your love for an artist. I think it just I think it just paints a bigger picture, which I think is interesting. Right. Uh, you know, especially when you've done that. Um, so. All right, well, let's flip over to yeah. me. Cause I'll, okay, Eli, what you been cranking? Yeah, so I got kind of interesting one. So I have continued to listen to all of Pink Floyd's catalog. However, cool. there is another band I want to plug. Um, but uh, why, why don't I go ahead and do that? I'll plug who I want to plug. So this is a... <laughs> See, I feel worse and worse that I made that comment because the shit that I say is just so fucking dumb. Like... <laughs> You're at least like, hey, you haven't listened to the band? Go check them out. And I'm just like, um, hey, in case you were wondering, did a bunch of musicians get together and uh, completely recreate uh, Nirvana's third album in utero with like soul covers? Uh, yeah, they did. Dude, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it is incredible. <laughs> so here's the, here's the problem. It's not a band. It's okay. just on YouTube. But if you look in... If you look up on YouTube, uh, it is actually called Heart Shaped Tracks. Um, okay. So you could type that in. You could type in In Utero Soul Tribute. It's it's literally all these musicians that got together uh, and did a complete cover 
and and remastering of In Utero, Nirvana's third album, uh, which I think is their best album, by the way. Uh, but just the oh. soul music, and okay. it is yeah, phenomenal. Is yeah, phenomenal. That sounds really cool. Yeah, I don't know if it's on Spotify. It is on YouTube. The whole thing is on there, and it's 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 great. Um, it came out by Mezcla Viva Records. Okay. I don't know. It only has eight eighty four thousand views. They put it out seven months ago. Okay. Okay. It's great. Oh, actually, it is on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and something else, according okay. to their their little thing. Um, but it is it's really fucking cool. I think it was a great way to hear that music again. In Euro was a super big album for me when I was mm-hmm. younger. It absolutely blew my mind. It taught me about songwriting and mixing and mastering. Like you know, I. I I love that album, but this this soul tribute is fucking amazing because it is really good. It doesn't what it what it isn't because I think this has happened before. Uh, like absolutely, it's happened before. What it's not is them sh- like cramming Nirvana music into soul music. They really do take it and make it work. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I think no, it also, cool. I think it also shows like uh, Kurt Cobain's ability to write songs because I think it shows that the the only reason it was so grungy is because that was what they played. I think that if Nirvana was a soul band, I think it would have just sounded like this. Like I, it's yeah. not far fetched at all. Um, so that's what I want to plug because I think that's a really cool thing for you to go out and listen to. Now I wanted so since you did Fleetwood Mac, uh, I wanted mm-hmm. to update people where I was at with Pink Floyd. Of you've done a way better job than me. Well, I mean, I have eight hours a day to just sit and listen to music at my job, so that's what I do. True, I, I have <laughs> to be pretty attention uh, intentional if I really want to do this. So, yeah. uh, Pink Floyd has a similar number. I, I believe they have about fifteen studio albums. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm about five in. <laughs> wow. Now I will say <laughs> that I do believe that Pink Floyd's music is a little bit more dense. Yeah, I completely agree. Completely so I agree. am trying to really absorb it. So, but but I'm having a similar experience. So the first two albums are Piper at the Gates of Dawn and The Salsa Full of Secrets. Uh, those are the only two albums with Sid Barrett, uh, the original frontman for Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. I like the music, but it is by far not the best Pink Floyd music because the biggest mm-hmm. thing that I'm realizing is that it is it's like psychedelic child songs. That's what I'm hearing. Okay. So it's enjoyable, it's good, but I just I don't know, man, it's just it's not mind blowing to me. I I hit, I hear Sid Barrett doing things that are really interesting. I mean, their first album came out in 1967. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And it is ahead of ni- it sounds like 78. Like it is mm-hmm. well ahead of of 1967's times, but it does still sound like it kind of sounds like psychedelic music where like people parody it, where it's like, it's so psychedelic and obviously you could tell they're just trying to be psychedelic, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a, a critique I have, but I got to their fifth album, which was Adam Hart mother. Um, and when I got to that one, that one has David Gilmore on it. Uh, they went a different way. Um, and it, that brought me back in the whole first song is like literally a half hour. And it starts with like a movie theme. It sounds okay. it sounds like a movie score. And then in the middle, it's the band like jamming in that key. And it's like totally a normal Pink Floyd song. And then it the movie theme 
like starts to slowly creep back in. Like they'll do one instrument, then they'll add another, add another, and add another until okay. it's just the movie theme again at the end. And yeah, everybody's okay. playing together. And that first song blew my fucking mind. I believe it's the title <laughs> track. I believe it's Adam Hartmother. But uh, yeah, that blew my mind. So to update everybody, still got a long way to go with Pink Floyd. The next album is Metal, which I know I love. Um so, but the first, the first, I, in case you were wondering, the first five Pink Floyd albums are entertaining. The first two are very, very Sid Barrett-y, which I unfortunately don't think I'm the biggest Sid Barrett fan. Mm. Um, but once they get to more, uh, they actually have a song on there called Niles Song, and it's like a fucking punk song, dude. I'm not hmm. being hyperbolic. <laughs> like It is super jammy. Um, I think... I think more Uma Guma and Adam Hartmother is where they start to go into more of a rock area that I'm more familiar with. So Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so just to update the people, I got a long way to go, but that's how far <laughs> I am right now. Also, all their albums are like an hour long. So Yeah, for sure. It takes yeah, a while. <laughs> all right, guys. Yeah, it's dense. That was What You Cranking. It was a fun episode. It was an interesting episode. We got pretty deep. So I'll say this. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of our exploration. Uh, You know, I hope hope when you listen to this episode, you understand what we were trying to say. Um, You know, we're we're all just trying to, you know, learn about this. I think it's important to address shitty parts of people's past. Um, Yeah, do do you have a takeaway, Mitch? Uh, no, no, you're definitely uh, right on the money. Um, you know, constantly getting better and better. And uh, I hope I challenge the listeners to do the same thing. Just constantly challenge yourself to, to you know, sit with yourself and, you know, reflect on how you feel about things and you learn about yourself and the world and make the world a better place. All right, I'm going to end it with a Bo Burnham quote. Uh, when talking from God's perspective, uh, he said... Uh, Yeah, it's pretty easy. Uh, Just don't fucking rape people. I didn't think I had to write that one down for you.